0: Everybody loves a playmaker on offense and the New Orleans Saints might have one of the best in 2023 with wide receiver Chris Olave. We got all of that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, that Nation and that family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, if you want to continue the conversation one-on-one with me, as well as take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, insider information, early access, and much more, Head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on Saints to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credentialed member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. And you can also find me every single Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com. That's linkedin.com. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. Tell you more a little bit about them later, but on today's episode, we're going to dive into the play of the day by Foster Moreau, as well as our practice notes for the day to get you caught up on some of the biggest stories from around the Uh, Saints training camp what Jalen Smith the Saints new signee at linebacker a confirmed signing at linebacker brings we'll start with the eye test today but we're going to deep dive into the numbers tomorrow but first I want to start off with Chris Olave the New Orleans Saints second year wide receiver first round draft pick last year out of Ohio State who had a fantastic year last year just over uh, 70 receptions last year just over a thousand yards last year but what if I told you that you haven't seen the best of Chris Olave just yet? Well, I think you'd be very happy about that. I imagine that you haven't seen the best of Chris Olave just yet. But I have got to tell you that what we have seen from, um, from uh, Chris Olave here throughout training camp has been absolutely outstanding. This guy has been unstoppable. And let me just say it clear and outright for you now. Chris Olave is on pace for an all-pro season in 2023. Chris Olave is, 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 is the most reliable weapon on the New Orleans Saints offensive side since Michael Thomas was at his peak. That is the player that, my, that Chris Olave is proving to be this year. And now you may also add another reliable piece right next to him or across from him in a healthy Michael Thomas in 2023, which is absolutely the goal of the New Orleans Saints. Mickey Loomis, the New Orleans Saints general manager, was just on Sirius XM, a partner of ours here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, talking a bit about the way that Michael Thomas is being portrayed and the way that they feel about him, that it's been different things and that it's not the same injury for three years in a row, and that it's not been a situation to where they're concerned that they want Michael Thomas out there, and no one wants to be out there more than Michael Thomas. Well, you have to imagine. That if Chris Olave did everything that he was able to do his rookie season as the go to weapon in the passing game, because it took Rashid Shaheed a little bit of time. Let me rephrase that. It took the New Orleans Saints a little bit of time to fully you know, figure out how to utilize Rashid Shaheed. Probably took Rashid Shahid a little bit of time to get fully acclimated to the playbook, too. You didn't have Michael Thomas. You didn't have Jarvis Landry reliably throughout the season. You had Juwan Johnson, but you didn't have the tight end room that you have this year. You had Alvin Kamara, but you didn't have the complement and you didn't have the utilization of Alvin Kamara that you will have this year. All of those things might make it sound like, oh, well, Chris Olave is not going to get a lot of opportunities in that case. When really what it means is that there's a lot to distract away from Chris Olave this year. And when he was the go to guy on their offense last year as a rookie, he produced, now all of a sudden he's showing you that he's pulling in con- you know, contested catches, that he is making those big plays, that the bulk that he put on over the course of the offseason is allowing him to fight for passes and doing all these things. I really love what we have seen from Chris Olave, and the crazy part about it is that we haven't seen the best of it yet. We thought we might have at the end of the 2022 season. Then he looked even better in OTAs and minicamp. Now, all of a sudden, he looks even better once we get into training camp, and I'm not, I'm not ready to assume that we've seen the best of him just yet. I think that he gets even better once he gets to the point where he's back in game situations and that he has the benefit of scheme and he has the benefit of uh, matchups and he has the benefit of you know having Michael Thomas and Rashid Shaheed and Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau and Alvin Kamara and Jamal... Williams and Kendra Miller and all these other guys around him ready to make plays and because the defense has to pay attention to everything that goes on on the field Chris Olave and his insane route running ability his technical prowess the things that he does that creates immediate two-foot separation against defenders in his coverage those things get even bigger and bigger and bigger because the amount of space is going to increase because of the command that other players from around the field are going to take to stretch the opposing defense. All of that is going to work very, very well for Chris Olave, and I can't wait to see it. And we're going to get a little bit of a glimpse at it here on Sunday. On Sunday, the Saints are expected to play their starters. Dennis Allen has been very clear about that, that they'll play their starters for the first preseason game, then they'll figure it out from there. And I don't think it's going to be very long before Derek Carr targets Chris Olave. I don't think it's going to be very long until Derek Carr targets Michael Thomas either. That might be the first play on first and 10, honestly. But I do think that the chemistry and the relationship that's being built between Derek Carr and Chris Olave is massive. And it's not just massive for 2023. Remember that the relationship that Derek Carr and Chris Olave build has an impact for at least the next three seasons, 2023, 2024, 2025, while Derek Carr is still under contract. I think that that's something to absolutely keep in mind is that the way that these two start is not the finished product. So if you like what you see in 2023, we might be having this conversation again about how much better Chris Olave is going to get going into 2024, just like we're talking about how much better he's going to be going into 2023. And Look, I know that like I can't sit here and give you and pepper you with a bunch of numbers and things like that and stats and all that from training camp. It's all on the eye test, right? It's all based upon what we're seeing. But you've seen the notes that we've put out. You've heard the notes that I've mentioned here on the show. John Hendricks over at Saints News Network does a phenomenal job outlining everything that you need to know from training camp on a daily basis. You can search Chris Olave's name and see all of the plays that he's making. And honestly, the only cornerback that has given him an issue so far in training camp is Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore is playing lights out. He's been the camp MVP along with Chris Olave. Can I have an offensive player of the year for training camp and a defensive training camp player of the year? Can I do that? Because if so, offense is all Chris Olave. Defense is all Marshawn Lattimore. And I think that if you look at where New Orleans wants to be going into 2023, that having those two players in particular at the top of their game is vital and honestly a must for New Orleans. All right, y'all coming up next, we're going to take a look at what Jalen Smith, the new signee from for the New Orleans Saints at linebacker an actual signing this time, um, what he brings starting with the eye test, like what does he bring play style wise? Where does he fit? Where will he fit on the roster, the depth chart, all of that? And is he more than just a camp body? Tomorrow, we'll dive into the numbers, but up next, let's just answer the basic questions. Will he or won't he make the roster in 2023? Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you talk to the candidates that you want to talk to faster and faux. Free. You should go and check them out today. That's why you got to look at them. LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs is going to make sure that you're getting the folks that are qualified, that are hitting the requisite experience that you're looking for, that have the skills that you're looking for to add to the culture of your small business. It's one of the reasons why small businesses have rated LinkedIn jobs number one at delivering quality hires versus leading candidates. They have uh, simple tools like screening questions, all that to make it easy to focus on. The candidates have the right skills and experience for your business. You can quickly prioritize an interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again to all you everydayers out there. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day. We're going to take a look here at Jalen Smith and what he brings to this New Orleans Saints team. This is an official signing. John Hendricks, my colleague over at Saints News Network, has confirmed it. Nick Underhill over at New Orleans.Football has confirmed it. I know that it has happened. There is... A solid ironclad situation here. This is not an Anthony Barr situation where you're going to hear in six hours that he is off to a visit somewhere else. uh, Something completely falls apart. And in that case, you don't want him around anyway. Uh, But Jalen Smith is in the building and he will be there at the Superdome tomorrow, which is where practice will be. So we'll be at the Mercedes. Nope, it's not the Mercedes-Benz Superdome anymore. My apologies. Uh, It is the Caesar Superdome. My apologies. Uh, So, we'll be over there tomorrow as they get ready for their game on Sunday. Uh, And we should get an early look at Jalen Smith. So, what is it that Jalen Smith brings? Will he make the roster? And is he more than a camp body? Let's answer that question first and foremost, because that's kind of the most important question when it comes to the free agency edition of a player in August. What is this, August 10th? Uh, And I, I really and truly would usually be a little bit reserved in these situations and say, you know what, let's wait and see. We'll see what happens, no reason to have any big expectations, all that. And while I don't think that he is somebody that you should have big expectations around, it is a situation to where I would say, yeah, he's got a really fair chance at making the roster. And I'm going to tell you something that Dennis Allen said just a couple of days ago that tells me, or that gives me the reason why. Um, for me, it's that Jalen Smith is more a coverage linebacker than a guy like Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr was more of a pass rusher, on ball, run stopper type. Jalen Smith is a guy that packs a lot of athleticism. He's had the foot injuries and things like that, which kind of take out a little bit of that speed and a little bit of the agility that he's had before, but he is naturally gifted as an athletic linebacker. Uh, and he is the size of the guy that you would expect to be a coverage linebacker six foot two, 245 pounds. Not too tall, not too short not too stocky, not too skinny. He's that kind of dude. And he's only got a 7.3 missed tackle percentage as well. So even though he's at that size, he's been a reliable tackler and a reliable run defender. Now I'll get into numbers and things like that a little bit more in depth coming up tomorrow when we look at this again from the numbers perspective, but I'll give you one set of statistics or one set of numbers that you should know. In the last three years where he played a full season or spent his entire time with the Dallas Cowboys, he spent uh, in the past basically let's call it year and a half with the new york giants played 13 games last year Played and then split between the dallas cowboys and the giants the year before that but 2018 19 and 20 the last three years he entirely spent with the dallas cowboys he played over 500 coverage snaps in each of those games he's played over 2400 coverage snaps in his uh in his career so far and the coverage numbers look good, 14 pass breakups, six touchdowns that, that have been allowed over the course of since 2017. So I think that he's a solid addition for this New Orleans Saints team, and I do give him a legitimate shot to win, or not to win, but to make the roster. So let's call it win a roster spot. So I promised I was going to tell you something that, that, that Dennis Allen said that makes me think about that. Now that I've set that up, that he is a coverage linebacker, and that's what he brings to the team. One of the things that Dennis Allen said the other day is that they're trying to figure out who that off-ball linebacker is behind DeMario Davis and Pete Werner and made it very, very clear that they don't know who that person is yet. So DeMarco Jackson has not put a stronghold on that. Nephi Sewell has not put a stronghold on that. Uh, Zach Bond will not put a stronghold on that. He's going to be more of the on-ball, run-stopper, pass rusher at linebacker than he will be a coverage guy. He struggles in coverage. Let's just be honest with what we're seeing here. And so I think that what Jalen Smith gives you is that he gives you somebody that is of the appropriate build, that has the requisite athleticism, depending upon how much of the speed and agility he can hold up with, his ability to be able to change direction and all those other things in the coverage game, that's going to impact his ability to actually be able to cover. But if he's able to do all that and be somewhat healthy, then he gives you good depth in terms of a guy that can come in and be a coverage linebacker in the place of one of those guys. And maybe you shift the communications, like let's say DeMario Davis goes out, right? Let's say he's got to get a shoe tied. Let's not say anything crazy here. Let's say he's got to get a new pair of cleats. So he runs off for a couple of plays to go and get a a new pair of cleats. Jalen Smith comes in as as one of the coverage linebackers. And then you have Pete Werner do all the calls, all the setups, all of the defensive adjustments. He's been working on that just like DeMarco Jackson has been. So now you can bring in a guy like Jalen Smith, who is a proven coverage linebacker or a more proven coverage linebacker than the options that the team has in the building right now. And then instead of turning over communications to somebody that's never played in the defense before, you turn over communication to Pete Werner, and then bam, you're, you're off and cooking. So that's where I think that Jalen Smith has an impact for you. The fact of the matter is that you kind of hope you never see him on the field on defense, not because you don't necessarily want him on the field on defense or not necessarily because he's a liability or anything like that, but because you're only going to see him on the field on defense more than likely if something has happened with Demario Davis or Pete Werner. And so that's where I think you look at a guy like Jalen Smith. And, And I like what Hayden said here. It sounds great on paper, which is very true. Sounds really good on paper. Now, how does it translate to the field? I think we'll get a better idea of that as we see Jalen Smith over the course of these next few weeks. Going to be very interested to see if he appears in this weekend's preseason game, considering he's joining the team with only one practice before that preseason game. So we might not see him this Sunday. It might have to wait until the Chargers game next Sunday before we really see Jalen Smith. But it'll be interesting once we get to see our eyes on him or set our eyes on him. How freely does he move? How quick is he? How fast? Are we, what speed did he maintain? How has he been able to cover all these other pieces? And so we should be able to get better questions there. And then the other piece is that you also have the joint practices coming up, which give you a lot of information about players, particularly in the run game, as well as sometimes in the coverage matchups too, because they're covering unfamiliar opponents, which everyone on the Saints offense basically is going to be an unfamiliar opponent at this point. So I don't think you're in a rush to see Jalen Smith ever hit the field because of what that means for the people ahead of him. But if he has to hit the field, it feels like the Saints could be in for a lesser drop off in that scenario than where they might be sitting right now. And if nothing else, he gives you NFL experience at the position. And we know what Mickey Loomis said before training camp began that there were a couple of positions in which they wanted to be able to add some veteran experience and some NFL experience to their depth. He didn't say and wouldn't name what positions he was describing, but it's pretty clear that one of the ones that he was talking about was linebacker and now after missing out maybe not missing out on Anthony Barr jury's still out on exactly how all that went down because he passed his physical he did his workout all those things but then didn't get a contract so let that say what it says but when it comes down to that what you know now is that if one way or another the Saints now have that veteran experience that they were looking for to add to the depth when it comes down to that linebacker spot all right coming up next let's take a look at the play of the day. I saw a question in the chat here just a second ago about what Foster Moreau brings to the New Orleans Saints. Well, let me tell you by introducing you to today's play of the day. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, who that nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our play of the Day and here was a question that came earlier in the chat uh, around whether or like what is it that uh, Foster Moreau brings to the team? Well, first of all, Foster Moreau brings a lot to the team. This is a question from Robert Clark, uh, but here's an example, right? Here's an actual hard and fast example, not just some you know philosophical things that I I, I can I can say um, if I needed to. Today during it was third team reps in a hurry up scenario so this one didn't have a running clock and it wasn't like a two minute drill simulation um Foster Moreau showed you every bit about what it is that he brings to New Orleans Saints and why you should be happy that he's a New Orleans Saints. he was sprinting down the left sideline with Ty Summers in coverage this was the first play in a hurry up situation so this would have been the end of the drive Jake Haner puts a pass down the field near the goal line um And Ty Summers makes this diving attempt to stop it. He gets off both feet, lays out, gets his hand on the football, and the football gets tapped up in the air. And Foster Moreau, with his veteran understanding of the game of football, watches that ball tip up in the air, goes up, gets it for himself, and comes down with what would have been a touchdown in that situation. Uh, He then went on to punt the living brains out of the football to celebrate that touchdown. Foster Moreau celebrates touchdowns the way that I would celebrate touchdowns in the NFL. Like if I played in the NFL, I would get kicked off the field so much for celebrating because I would be celebrating like it's the last thing I'm ever gonna do in my life. And I feel like Foster Moreau approaches it the same way. And there's just an appreciation and an excitement anytime that he makes a play for himself and he shows it off to everybody. And I love it endlessly. Uh, But it was a huge catch by Foster Moreau. And those are the types of moments where like, If you look at guys like Adam Troutman and, and and you know, I don't want to go all the way back to Dan Arnold, but, you know, some of the guys that the Saints have mixed in at the tight end position because they simply needed to get bodies out there as well as, you know, guys like Nick Vanette and stuff like that, although Nick Vanette did serve a really good purpose. But um, you look at some of these guys that didn't have the opportunity to be able to – that wasn't going to make that kind of play. You know what I mean? That wasn't going to make – that type of that moment to where that ball gets tipped up in the air. That's probably the end of that play, but Foster Moreau fighting for the ball, keeping his concentration, staying locked in and making the play. That's huge. That's the kind of stuff that like you look at Clancy Barone and sort of, who's the new New Orleans Saints tight end coach and all the tight ends that he's worked with Antonio Gates and Algie crumpler and Kyle Rudolph and Julius Thomas and so on and so forth. Jimmy Graham, um, those are the plays that those guys would make. And now you're seeing Foster Moreau make those plays. I'm not trying to put him on the same you know, level as those guys. I'm not trying to call Foster Moreau a Hall of Famer or anything like that. But, but Clancy Barone has a tendency of getting the best out of tight ends, and he's clearly getting the best uh, out of this group here in New Orleans right now. So I love that for Foster Moreau. So you look at him as a guy that can give you some extra pass protection, that's going to go down there and be a reliable receiver. And not just wanting the short intermediate bail the quarterback out kind of way. This was him running a vertical route right down the field on the left sideline, like a wide receiver on a weak side. Like that was a hundred percent, that kind of a route. And that's the kind of stuff that you get with Fossum Rowe is that he's somebody that can stretch the field as a tight end and be reliable as a pass catcher, go out there, fight for passes, go out there and have the concentration and wherewithal to make some big plays and create some big moments. That's what you get with Foster Moreau. So that's what I loved. I love that that question timed up so well with what it is that I wanted to talk about in this closing segment. I'll tell you my other play of the day today. Um, I need a theme song. If anybody's got music that they'll let me use, that they want to let me use for uh, for any Smoke Monday segments, uh, send it over my way. Hit me up. Uh, but. Smoke Monday with an interception today. Absolutely loved it. He was uh, covering on the left sideline. He was over the top of a defender that Adrian Fry, the undrafted free agent uh, cornerback, was underneath. It was a target from Jake Hayner upfield to to Lynn Bowden. And a couple of days ago, we saw Smoke Monday cut over the top of a route, even though he had help to where if he would have cut underneath the route, he would have had an interception. And there was even a coach that shouted, smoke, you could have picked that if you would have gone underneath. Like, let him know immediately. Today, what happens? He goes underneath, and he walks away with another interception, and probably would have had a pretty clear way of green grass to the end zone as well. So really, really good stuff. I can't use licensed music. I'm talking about if somebody has music that they've created. I can't do anything that's going to get me sued. <laughs> but that is a great, great run. Uh, that is a great, uh, the missed goal, still smoke. So it's always a good uh, one, but I love seeing Smoke Monday bringing the smoke. I just thought that that was a great moment for him because it showed you immediately him taking coaching, right? And in the benefit of taking that coaching from guys like Marcus Robertson and Joe Woods and Dennis Allen, who were all secondary specialists, and so it was awesome to see to see that part. It wasn't the only interception of camp, though. Jaron Cage also had an interception today. Um, J- uh, Jake Hayner targeting Kendra Miller in a screen. Uh, something happened to where the exchange was weird. And as he goes to throw the football, it bounces up off of Kendra Miller's hands and Jerron cage, big number 77, the undrafted free agent defensive tackle out of Ohio state gets the interception. And again, unless he would have been caught from behind, had green grass up ahead of him uh, as well. And actually, um, Jeron cage did ha- do that while he was at Ohio state. He brought back an interception for a touchdown and his son yeah, or his child, young toddler child at the time, was in the stands and slept through the whole thing. So <laughs> didn't enjoy, didn't get to enjoy his dad rumbling, bumbling, stumbling down the field. Slept through the whole thing, but it was a great moment, uh, for um for Jaron Cage for sure. Um, Chris Olave went three of o, three and oh in one on ones. A couple other numbers in. Oh goodness gracious, that was loud. Sorry y'all. Um. Another couple of numbers for you in one-on-ones. Michael Thomas went two of one, including one win and one loss, or two and one, sorry, including one win and one loss against Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, We had Brian Edwards go two wins to one loss in one-on-ones, including the one no throw. We've seen three of those in camp all told so far during one-on-ones. Each of those has happened uh, with Brian Edwards. And then uh, Alante Taylor, 0-4, giving up catches on all four of his one-on-ones, but played a much better game in terms of his you know team drills and stuff like that. I still think Paul Debo is firmly ahead in that conversation, but um, he, uh, there was a slant that they ran from Jameis Winston to Michael Thomas that Alante Taylor got in and knocked down in, uh, during seven on sevens, where you don't necessarily have the same sort of feel for the field, and it's very offense-oriented and everything, and that was just a great moment. For Alante Taylor to kind of say, no, 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 don't forget me, I'm still here. So you love that. Like no matter what happens, no matter what happens in that battle between Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo, even if Paulson Adebo wins that battle, Alante Taylor has fought tooth and nail for that. And I think either way, these guys both end up playing at some point throughout the season. Not even injury related, but just in terms of, um, just in terms of uh, matchup. Right? You maybe maybe you match up Paulson Adebo with a more physical. Wideouts, you match up uh, Alonzo Taylor with the speedier, shiftier wide outs, things like that. Like that might be a way that the Saints can go and play that. They've done that before. It's certainly a way that they can go. Um, all right. I think those are all the big notes from today. I do want to mention that Juwan Johnson had a really consistent presence in uh, in pass catching again today. Uh, Jordan Howden took first team snaps in place of Tyra Matthew, who had a rest day. Let me give you the rest of the um, the attendance updates for you. Not seen at practice today, wide receiver Traquan Smith, wide receiver Rashid Shaheed. no surprises there. Uh, Demario Davis, Andrews Pete, Jesse James, Lucas Kroll all remain out as well. No surprises there. And then Tyra Matthew and Cam Jordan, I believe both had rest days. Kendra Miller had to leave early, not Kendra Miller, I'm so sorry, Kirk Merritt had to leave early with hamstring tightness, same hamstring that was giving him trouble late last week. That's, what, that's when the Saints went and tried to sign Kareem Hunt, so watch out to see what happens there. I still think JD McKissick would be a good addition for them. And then uh, we also had Lonnie Johnson Jr. kind of clash knees with another player, but didn't seem like that was too big of a deal. But all right. There you go. That's all your updates from practice today. I'll be back at you tomorrow morning with another episode discussing more Jalen Smith. Let's go into the numbers, dive a little bit deeper into uh, what he has looked like over the course of his career and what he potentially brings to the Saints from a numbers perspective as well. So we're going to take a deeper dive into it uh, in tomorrow morning's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate everybody here live. Appreciate you if you're catching the show later. And a big thank you to all the everydayers out there making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. And no matter what, I appreciate you so much for making Locked On Saints and myself a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints, make sure you follow me on social media at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holler at you.